Welcome to the Break Free Real Estate Podcast. Hey guys, today David and I are going to talk about a lawsuit that's going on right now in real estate. Um, It's a real estate commission lawsuit where uh, people are suing essentially the MLS systems, if I understand it correctly. But David, you explain it and then let's pick it apart too um, so that everyone understands it and what's going on. Yeah, so this is a class action lawsuit that's been in the works for years now, but it's finally starting to get through the court system. And it's been sort of this lore in the real estate community about this happening and coming through the pipeline, but no one really thinking that it was ever going to get this far. It's gotten pretty far. And uh, at a very high level, the the lawsuit alleges that there's basically price fixing that's going on between real estate brokerages and MLSs and the National Association of Realtors. And if you're not familiar with how typically real estate commission structures work, it's pretty simple. When you have a seller of a property that is working with a real estate broker or a real estate agent, they negotiate on the terms of their services, the fee that they would charge for their service. And it's typically a percentage of the sales price. So in most cases, a you will find between a 5 and 7% commission for a real estate agent to represent a seller on the sale of their home. And then as part of the Real est- the listing real estate agents agreement with the MLS where they will post that listing, they have an agreement inside of the MLS that's like a, a clear cooperation policy that basically requires you as a listing agent to offer a portion of that commission up to a buyer's agent. In the past, you have seen that typically being set at a 50-50 split. So let's just use as an example, if the listing agent and the seller agree to a 6% commission, it has typically been common for then that listing agent to offer a cooperating buyer broker commission of 3% for an agent who's representing the buyer that comes and purchases the property. So the buyer's agent would get 3% of the six and the listing agent would get 3% of the six. But the agreement for the commission is between the seller and the listing agent set at 6%. Okay, so with that set, what the lawsuit is alleging is that this is basically price fixing and it's keeping buyers from really being able to negotiate on the terms of their commission. Basically saying that, hey, I as a buyer's agent, or excuse me, as a buyer, I don't have the ability to say, hey, buyer's agent, I'm only going to um, pay, you know, I only want to pay 2% or 1% for your services because it's already sort of built into the listing fee. And so what they're trying to do is get away from that and the the lawsuit as I've read it and we'll give maybe more updates in the future. But this could be retroactive and like go back and actually be a pretty significant fee or a fine or a penalty. I don't know what it would exactly be called to these brokerages that are being sued 
and the MLSs where they might have to pay back to buyers who have bought property a certain percentage of the commission that they collected from these buyers. That's what the suit is is uh, trying to accomplish right now, at least a part of it. Ultimately, the suit is trying to change the way the industry functions. And so it's an interesting concept that I actually am an advocate for. Like I believe that a listing agent should be charging their fee and a buyer's agent should be charging their fee and it should be an opportunity for both sides to negotiate that fee. In the past, many MLSs have restricted the listing agent from offering less than a certain percentage of their listing fee to a cooperating buyer broker. One thing that's happening now that this lawsuit is going on, some of these MLSs and one of the major MLSs across the country has already gone to, to allow listing agents to post their listings and offer a 0% commission to the buyer's agent, which then forces the buyer's agent to negotiate with their client a specific fee outside of the listing agent commission. So with that stage being set, what are your thoughts, Jocelyn? Yeah, so I have two top of mind like thoughts, um, comments. If if the if the seller is offering the three percent for the buyer's agent, then how then how can the buyer be upset about what those what their buyer's agent is getting because it's not coming out of their pocket? I would understand if it was like they were offering a 2% commission and the buyer's agent was making the buyer pay the extra 1% commission at closing costs, but they shouldn't have any say in what they're getting if it's coming from the seller, in my in my opinion. And it wouldn't make sense how they could deduct what they're getting when it's not them paying them. Because then- that That is the common argument for real estate agents, but the counter argument is that they are paying it. They just don't have the ability to negotiate because it's being built in to the sales price. So one way or another, they're paying it and they don't have an opportunity to negotiate that fee. And so ultimately, what they're paying for the property is being elevated by 3% to cover the cost of the buyer, buyer agent commission. Nice. Okay. And then my second comment is um, my sister just moved to Tennessee and she bought a home there. And when she bought the home there, that's exactly what they did is um, the seller paid for their agent and the buyers paid for their agent. And she said that that's the way it is in Tennessee. Now, I don't don't know if that's the case, but um, I think there are currently states or MLSs that are doing it that way. And it does make sense. Like when David and I are talking with our clients, we let them know what our rate is. And if it's not being covered, then our clients are responsible to cover it. But um, I think I think the shady thing is, is there are a lot of realtors out there that aren't very transparent with their clients. And um, and don't under like they just they aren't very transparent and don't give their clients you know the choice or the chance to really understand um where that money's coming from who's paying it like what their responsibilities are i think a lot of agents are like oh don't worry about it the seller pays it and then that's it Mm -hmm. yes i think this will actually in the long run benefit the industry 
because it's actually going to force buyer's agents to justify their fee in the form of the value that they're offering to their client. So in the past, buyers haven't really worried too much about it because of your point earlier, which is the common sort of mindset is, well, I'm not paying the the brokers, my my buyer's agent's commission that's coming out of the net proceeds of the seller, basically. Well, now with that being flipped on its head and you as a buyer's agent will have to negotiate the same way you would with a listing uh, client where you have to really show them the amount of value that you're bringing to the table in order for you to justify your fee. The same thing will happen. And I believe that you'll see more buyers. So it's not uncommon for a lot of buyer's agents to just be out there working with buyer clients without any type of commission agreement in place or a buyer broker agreement in place. Um, I think you're going to see that actually reverse where buyer's agents won't actually be doing the work until they have a broker agreement in place with a fee identified up front. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I agree. And I, I think I think it should be something where um, the buyers and the sellers should be completely aware of what's happening. And before I became a real estate agent, I was aware of what was happening, but often I felt like I was being kept in the dark on transactions I was making, um, like not able to easily negotiate. I had to wait on my agent and all these, like there's a lot of factors, but if you have a good agent, that that doesn't happen. And so, you know, the agent is helping you do all these things and thinking of it and strategizing all these things. But in my opinion, honestly, most agents are not great. And that's, they just either get too busy to where they can't, they have too many deals going on to where they can't actually give you the focus and attention you should have when you're buying a half a million dollar asset, or they um, just are trying, they try not to be very transparent because it's the way that they're making a living and they don't want you to take that away. Like there's many factors, but um, I do think, I don't know. I don't know. I, I agree with parts and I disagree with parts. Um, I think, I think uh, it would make sense that the buyers pay their agent, you know, and, but the reality is if this happens, then the buyer's, are going to have to pay some sort of upfront fee. Like agents right. aren't going to just go show them a bunch of houses for them to back out. Like I feel like it's probably going to cost the buyers more. Well, that is the counter argument that's going on in the courts right now uh, that uh, that is likely being made by, you know, these brokerages and the MLS and the National Association of Realtors is that in the end it's actually saving the buyers money. And so we'll see how this plays out. But it's an interesting trend. I do believe that I think it'll be healthy for the industry for this change to take place. I do wonder if this will cause more one broker 
transactions. Um, it's not uncommon in the commercial real estate space for both buyer and seller to work with just one broker, the listing broker, and not having another buyer broker in place because there is no cooperative policy in place in the commercial realm. There's no MLS that's saying, hey, in order for you to post your listing on our website, on the MLS, you have to offer a cooperating buyer broker a commission. In the bro in the commercial space, you have the listing agent who's uh, charging their client a certain fee, and it's not. And it's I would say it's more common to have uh, one broker involved in a commercial transaction. And I wonder if that'll become more of a uh, a common trend in the residential space where buyers are basically saying, hey, look, I want to say, I don't want to pay a buyer's agent an additional 3% here. I'm going to work directly with the listing agent. There's some pros and cons to that, right? There's some risk in not being represented yourself. But um, I wonder if that's something that will happen more often in the residential space if this yeah. lawsuit actually goes through. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people do that currently. Like, I mean, especially especially on the investor side. Yeah, yeah. like a, a lot of people do that, but then they figure out. Like, a lot of times you end up spending more money because you don't have someone who's done this thousand, like not thousand, but a lot of times, like advocating for you and understanding the process. Um, I don't know. I. I don't know. Honestly, whatever happens, like you just have to adjust and figure out how to how to make um, it work for you and your business, really. Well, where I think it can impact investors and our listeners is that, you know, it's not uncommon if you're an investor to basically, you know, we don't operate this way, but it's not uncommon for investors to be working with multiple uh, real estate agents to help them find property. You know, you and I, the way that we run our business is that we don't work with someone who isn't committing to working with us exclusively because the amount of effort and energy that we put into helping clients find optimal investment property. That being said, it's not uncommon for investors to work with multiple agents. And I wonder uh, if that will really impact investors from being able to utilize that strategy. I think it'll force them to build a relationship with a real high quality real estate broker that specializes in investment property, which would be wonderful for us because you know that's our area of expertise. Uh, and I think it will really help the industry where the the investors are actually building quality relationships the good real estate agents that are really advising their clients at a high level on investment property will rise to the top. And I think they'll win more business. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Awesome. Anything else to add on this topic, David? I think we covered it. Awesome. That's it for today. For more daily investing tips and real estate secrets, don't forget to visit breakfreerealestate.com and make sure to like, subscribe, and share our podcast. We will see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.